This is the continuation of an episode in this series. If you haven't listened to the past episode, hit pause, go back to the previous episode of this topic, and then return to continue. Welcome to the Design Course Welcome to the Design Course Academy podcast, where you learn how to design a first world business in a third world economy. Here's your host, Adabarangia Jaunu. You know how people say, oh, that, that they struggle to, that they struggle to journal and to write things down. Just pick up your phone and record a voice note. You understand? Yep. Just a voice note. A few days ago, because I've been working on myself uh, to catch myself when I'm sharing some of the things that I'm learning. And sometimes people corner me and ask me questions mm. off the fly. And personally, I'm interested in hearing what I said because it was so good. Mm. You know, so I, I would finish up and realize, oh my goodness, I did not record what did this conversation. There was one such conversation that took place. I had been speaking for a while and then I caught myself and picked up my phone and hit record. And I was going over my voice notes and I saw this note and I was like, oh, I don't remember making this note. And I started listening to it and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so good. And, this, and these are things that are just readily available to our generation. What if you could hear Ojuku's memoirs during the civil war. Oh, his, his talks, discussions. His oh, discussions. His discussions. His Just conversations. listen to that conversation that you he's understand. having with elders. Um, you understand? And their responses, their perspective, and how we got where we are. You know, all of this, all of this could have added immensely to the journey of the Nigerian states. Just those conversations. Many years ago, I was driving by the National Library or the National Archives at Ikoli, and I was with my mentor. And I said to him, "Ah, we have an archives. I would love to go in there and see what's available." And he told me, <laughs> "They won't let you in. It's almost like the archives are are not for public consumption." Interesting. You understand? And that was the impression that he was giving me that, look, most of the things that are in there have, have either degraded or have been doctored or have been destroyed or they wouldn't even let you have access to them. Mm. I remember a video I watched years ago about the history of Nigeria. I think that was the title of, of the video. It was done by someone who was writing, who was doing a, a paper. I think it was his, his, his postgraduate thesis and he converted it into an, a documentary yeah. and at the end of that compelling documentary i think it's on youtube now yeah. i i waited for the credits i did not see one source from inside of nigeria everything was coming from the from the bbc from the uk from different studies on all, all over europe yeah. nothing not one piece of content came from nigeria yeah. Yeah. And and it broke my heart because somebody has to do a documentary about his country, but he has to source content from other establishments in other countries. 
not even the governments of those countries, mm. think tanks and, and libraries from other countries. Mm. So, and the same is continuing today. It, it, um, some, I was listening to a sports journalist and he said, I think when JJ Okocha, the great Nigerian footballer, was retiring, or I think he was having a kind of celebration, a foreign journalist came into the country then and said he would give him a thousand dollars for a small footage of JJ playing football in Nigeria as a as a what do you call it as a <laughs> in, in club in a club yeah. setting yeah he said yeah. This, this guy said he went everywhere goable he did not find a 30 second clip of jj playing football in nigeria can you imagine he said if everywhere he went there was not one he couldn't find jj played in nigeria i don't know how many years but there's not a 30 second clip of him playing football in nigeria and that's the story of our entire country everything every single thing so like you said like one of our mentors we say he says that history has happened but the future has no right to take us by surprise oh yes the, 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 the problem is are we not repeating history by the number of things that we are still doing yeah are we not repeating history so that, that's something we we really need to look at and we really need to we need to develop that desire you know for so i'll give you an instance it's very easy to write a biography what have you learned about business what have you learned about family what have you learned about working with teams what have you learned about market research what have you learned by the time you just it may be one or two pages for just think today i want to think okay what do i know how did i learn about market research for instance what did i learn about networking every day just take something think about it put a voice note to it and you by the time you go through the all the whole topics <laughs> you will be so shocked with the volume of pages at your disposal You'll be very shocked with the what did you learn about god what did your father tell you about prayer what did your father tell you about uh, marriage for instance all those things add, adds up all those things adds up it's been a while since we wanted to jumpstart our podcast in the past it was a hassle to do that thanks to buzzsprout we're now able to publish our podcast to multiple directories and get our message to you. If you've been thinking of starting your podcast, why don't you consider using Buzzsprout? Use the link in the show notes of this episode so they'll know we sent you. You'll love them. This is something that we have to all collectively as a race sit down and process. Yep. Because because right now I was talking with a with someone I can't remember who right now and last week I think it was or two weeks ago I was on a, on my way back from a meeting 
and in the Uber that I took, the Uber had a radio program playing and the radio program opened up with a series of these reggae tracks mm-hmm. from the 80s. I grew up in the 80s and I remembered those songs and a, and a wave of nostalgia washed over me. But a wave of sadness and almost hopelessness also followed because the same things that they were singing about in the 80s about no power bad roads a bad economy and so many things are still the same things we're talking about today and you know that in its own way you know those people I listened to it and all I could just see was these guys documented our journey Mm. and if we use them as a mile marker we have not moved instead we have reversed (laughs) because 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 even back in those days the number of private generators running in the country was not much Mm. but Mm. today every home probably 90 percent of homes have generators (laughs) so are we moving forward or backwards and and, and another way and those things also come from they come from our cultural belief about not questioning okay Um, not questioning so i'll give you an instance when someone dies for instance it is almost very difficult to get an autopsy done in Nigeria because they will tell you the man is dead, he's dead, you know, it has gone. So when you are asking questions like why did he die? Who mm. killed him? They're mm. wondering what was your business? If you if you find what killed him, will he bring him back? I'm mm. saying no, so that it will not kill another person like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, but we don't see from that, that those perspective when you are asking why did something fail you know that's mm. critical mm. thinking and assessment mm. of a situation mm. a lot of us don't have it okay a project did not work well why some people don't say i didn't have money are you telling me that if you had all the money that business would have done well or are you telling me that you don't know of businesses that were well resourced well capitalized but they did not do well where is nokia today nokia made certain errors but nokia owned about 21 percent of market share in the world one company the rest were share is it 21 or almost 50 percent and the world was sharing the rest including um, blackberry including every other one every other person was sharing market share so these guys had money but they failed and if you critically look at their decisions their positioning the things that that they did you will be able to learn one or two things about how to apply to your life and your business but you cannot just say because something has failed uh, it has failed it has it's gone if i can't bring it back then there's nothing to learn from it. That's not growth mindset. That's not growth mindset. That's not even the way to run your life. So we have a lot of cultural beliefs also that has that has also 
impeded our documentation of history and wisdom um, so in the Igbo race they will tell you that they don't explain they don't explain proverbs and I'm saying why not <laughs> because when they say when somebody says something that I don't understand I want to know okay what does that mean why did you make that uh, this thing and then they'll, yeah. they'll just well, no, they don't explain proverbs hmm. and then hmm. I asked the guy the elder there that told me that I said so if you don't explain proverbs how mm-hmm. am I supposed to learn proverbs how mm-hmm. are we supposed to preserve that proverb? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. that's why if, if you look at certain languages in Nigeria, mm. a lot of them are dying. Why? Yes. Because the people that were supposed to be explaining those things yeah. to us yeah. did not. And there's no book written about proverbs from yeah. maybe the Yoruba culture, from the Igbo. There's no compilation. Yeah. No compilation. But if you ask an elder, you say, ah, oh, no, no, they don't, they don't, they, we don't talk about those such things. Yeah. So, I really hope that we would, it, it's a, I, these are lessons that we all need to learn. With benefit of hindsight, it would really help all of us. If we, yeah. if we just learn to move, if we learn to l- find out what is working what is not working yeah. and to get things uh, cranking up and then learn to document and journal yes. your experiences it, it really does help journal yeah. your experiences whether by written uh, format you can just use you can use all kinds of technology you can yes. speak to your phone you can speak to all those things that way you can preserve culture and yes. you, you'll be able to preserve wisdom and then you should be able to tell people this is where i did it this is where i think we should have done it better so that that yeah. we, if we do all that i really believe that life will be better for a lot of or a lot of people and a lot of businesses yeah now i would like us to aim this theme towards the ability of of small businesses or indigenous businesses to use this tool because what we've basically been talking about seems to be how uh, basically about documentation and building a legacy of wisdom using documentation now how can businesses indigenous businesses grow into world-class entities by practicing this one one culture because of course the the purpose of this whole of the podcast is to help entrepreneurs build generational wealth by building world-class businesses i know that we've said so many heavy things people who may be listening right now would have gotten quite a number of things but want to aim this at okay now you can use this to build a world-class business by or how because we we need to condense it into that thought right now for those who are listening because the value all obviously isn't lost on anyone who is listening to this right now but how can they use this to begin to work on their businesses and make their businesses become uh world-class players in the international marketplace okay so very simply if you own a business um, it's very important that you have what is called a 
a book or a company handbook and what is a company handbook it it basically tells about who we are this is why we do what what we do this is how we we have chosen to do how what what is on our mind okay just having that having a a a well thought out company book this is who we are this is how we respond in certain situations this is it really does help it helps your employees not to second guess or to just be assuming things so as a consultant i've seen companies where you just go into the company and then you are asking what do you guys do and the, the, this okay so I, I consulted recently for a company that I think has been um, in Lagos for Lagos Nigeria for 30 years and there are people in that company that worked for over 28 years and a lot of these guys could not tell what the business was all about it was such a shame you have worked in an organization for 28 years you do not know you cannot explain the business to us as consultants so one of the reasons why we were brought in was that we were doing a competency assessment okay we're doing a competency assessment so these guys did not know however i didn't blame those people so much what i did was i was blaming the company in our reports i had to let the company know that they are as much as responsible for their people not growing also that than than just i didn't just put the blame on the person because the company did not have a modus operandi spelt out this is who we are as a company these are our products these are our services this is what our services do this how this is who we are as a people this is our culture this is how we do things just having those things sought out and documented will help you build a world-class business so when somebody buys a franchise a, a kfc franchise for inside or a mcdonald's franchise what you are actually buying is those documentations those things that will tell you this is how to fry our own puff puff or fry our own potato this is how we fry our own don't fry it with uh, 100 degrees or fry it with only 45 okay when mm-hmm. you are frying it sprinkle onions on it eh, mm. after two minutes it's documentation yeah that's documentation so apart from sh- telling your you're saying this is how com- your company should run you can document your processes if you're in a restaurant for instance you should they should have them apart from having your menu list you should have a you should have a process for cooking all those all those your main dishes this is how we prepare our own salad this is what this is how yes now the risk of having that is that somebody can get access to it and steal it but what you can do is find ways to protect it okay you you may not put all of them in the same location okay yeah and you don't you may not need to put every all the things you have learned in one location it, it may backfire you can spread yeah. them this is you can put salad in in one place you can put another one in, so that if anyone gets missing you know that you are cutting your losses but to say that you will not have at all ah uh, no that it's not it's not right 
if yeah. you are a cleaning service for instance you should be able to say for this kind of floor this is how we clean it for for this kind of floor this chemical is what you use you use one cap don't use two caps and um, before you even use it clean the floor pour water on it you should have those processes documented so apart from documenting your culture your who you are as a people you can document your processes so i think that's actually the hard part of business that people don't want to do sitting down looking over your business and say okay this is what we should do this is how we should do it okay let's write it down so that way you can you are sure that when somebody is looking at franchising your business or buying your business for instance there's a substance they are going with so that's why that's how i think documentation preserving of legacy uh, through all those through writing and through journaling can help us build world-class businesses that's how we can and some of those things can end up becoming case studies those things you've written can end up becoming case studies for business schools for instance so so that would be my answer for that question it's been a while since we wanted to jumpstart our podcast in the past it was a hassle to do that thanks to buzzsprout we're now able to publish our podcast to multiple directories and get our message to you if you've been thinking of starting your podcast why don't you consider using buzzsprout use the link in the show notes of this episode so they'll know we sent you you'll love them that's brilliant that that is brilliant and really for years i've been speaking to business owners about documentation and the truth is that the percentage of businesses uh, that actually carry out proper documentation is very low in nigeria very low and it's evident because we see that most businesses do not even outlive the, the founders yeah you understand because because the founder is the embodiment of the vision of the business is mm. the embodiment of the processes and once he's out of the picture everything dies mm. so we need to have very pointed conversations about this with as business owners or entrepreneurs because if we're really hungry about growing world-class businesses this has to be on the table yeah very very much so that's just the bottom line and i don't know about anyone else but i'm really tired of of playing the victim card if something is not working oh it's racism oh it's marginalization (laughs) oh it's they find someone to blame you understand oh it's the government oh it is there's always someone to blame but have you done everything you are supposed to do have you done everything you could have done to make sure that success was the only logical next step mm. you understand you can't you can't success is not something that is pulled out of mid-air or thin air mm. that is one thing we need to get into a lot of the heads of many people who want to go in, into business for themselves. They think the world owes, owes them something. 
So all they have to do is choose to go into a business and it must succeed. Mm. It, it, it must not. You have to play by the rules. And once you are playing by the rules and everything has lined up, then we can begin to demand results. But we haven't gotten our acts together. Yep. You understand? We haven't. And that's very true. Nobody owes anyone anything. In fact, one, 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 one area where I tend to see that entitlement mentality is when people are talking to investors. Mm. Investors don't have to invest in your business. You have to give them a reason why they must invest in your business and why their money is safe and will come back <laughs> back with, yeah. with more children. Yeah. And that's what every investor is thinking about. He's not thinking about your passion. He's thinking yeah. about how will how I make money. So if a, a, a an investor is thinking about his passion, for instance, if you will notice, most of them have foundations that deal with their passion. Mm-hmm. But when they are thinking of investment, they want to make money, and you have to give them that reason. Yeah. You can't just uh, because it's from your village, or can't you see that I'm a hardworking young man? So because you are a hardworking young man, um, banks should just give you money just like that because you are a hardworking young man. It doesn't work that way. You have to give reasons. You have to give reasons. If they rejected you, the best thing you can find out is why did they reject me? Why? Is it because of my documentation? Is it so? So make sure, like you said, you have done all that you can do. Yeah. Make sure you have done all that you can do, and then mm. you can find ways to get other stuff done. Wow, this has been such an enriching conversation. Uh, Don, we sure. should do this. We should do this more often, I beg, because last year we had <laughs> talked about starting the mastermind uh, group. Yeah. We put it off. We kept, you know, postponing it. But I think this is a more, a more practical outlet. Yeah. For these conversations that we've been having for quite a while. For quite a and, while. And we should capture it. Yeah. We should capture it and then begin to make it available to as many people as possible, at least via the podcast. And then we'll look for other media to, 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 get, them uh, out, right? to get them out. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, like you said, we keep waiting for things to be perfect. It never gets perfect. No, things, it's not, not even in this things, world now. Things, yeah, things keep going bad and we just need to we just need to master the art of uh, of isolation mm-hmm. start from point one and then move to point two and on and keep on keep moving yeah keep moving so there's something that that Ruzi Tembequayo says he says you have to start scrappy you understand yep. don't don't wait for everything to be perfect start where you are De- develop grit Mm. Because the problem with a lot of people is that they want that shiny start. They want to uh, start but their that, business that, today. That's not what we have shown them also. <laughs> no, because we, we also are partly to be blamed for that. Yeah. Because most times when we are picking people that have succeeded, we often don't pick real people. We tend to pick 
something that looks like an overnight success, which most yeah. most times is not even up to one percent of the entrepreneurs. Yes. So I, I always ask, how many nineteen-year-old world-class entrepreneurs? They are not a lot. Yes. The, the most people that you will see that are entrepreneurs doing well are between thirty-five and fifty, but it does not sell. It does not sell as an instant. All those uh, media success that people people always buy into. Yes. What's his name? He, this guy has been doing business for a, for a very long time. Warren Buffett has been doing business. How old is he? He's 80 something. Yeah. There are quite a lot of people like that. When we want to pick, we're going to pick one young man <laughs> that discovered something and now make it look as though it's only young people that are making it. It's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lie. So, what, whatever any, wherever anybody is, wh- whenever you start, like the Igbo men will say, is your morning whenever yeah. you wake up is your morning start yeah. people can still become million start businesses at 80 something yeah and make good success out of it from yeah. their experiences so why not it's been massively inspiring and enriching my name is don azubike onyebo i'm a learning and development professional a I'm a I'm an entrepreneur. I own two businesses. I own a consulting or I work with a consulting firm along with my partners and I also partner with with I have another partner and we together we do uniforms and branded branded clothes for for businesses, for corporates. So that's that's for my business. So I I I'm I'm someone that I run trainings a lot for a number of companies, blue chip, indigenous companies, and international companies also. I happen to have written a book, which is called Good, The New Mediocre. And it was a book that was forwarded by Professor Pat Tony. And the book has, uh, I, when the book uh, first came out, the book got to places that I wouldn't have been able to get into. And I've worked on quite a number of projects on for a lot of businesses and also for startups. And I am almost always speaking in one conference or the other. You know, so that's me. I'm passionate about growth. I'm passionate about movement. I'm passionate about people trying to solve problems with what they have and not allowing uh, what they don't have keep them. I'm a proponent for do what you can with what you have and forget about what others have been given. Thank you so much for uh, for taking the time. I'm so grateful uh, that that we were able to do this. It didn't seem like we were going to be able to pull it off, but uh, we, we eventually did anyway. <laughs> we did it anyway. And for people who are listening, this was recorded via GSM. Usually we have a more elaborate setup, but when life gives you lemons <laughs> make lemonade my my brothers don't wait for everything to be perfect don't blame the network or oh, data is not working and so on make it happen make it yeah. happen that is all you have to do you know yeah. uh, someone says uh, keep it moving so that's what we're going to that's what we're going to be walking away with today
Alright, thank you so, so much for the opportunity. Thank, oh, thank you for uh, being such a gracious and helpful addition to our guest list. And I believe we will be doing a lot more of this in the days to come. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Alright, thanks. Yeah, bye. We hope that this was fun for you. Remember to support our sponsors because by supporting them, you support us. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and share this episode because when all is said and done, we need to support each other. Till our next episode, stay hopeful and build something that matters.